On this edition of the Deseret News Youth Insiders Podcast, sponsored by Mr. Mac, we talk about training camp, we talk about surprises, guys that are going to step forward, and we even make a few predictions. Listen more on the Deseret News Youth Insiders Podcast. Hey, this is Larry Kristoviak, and you are listening to the Deseret News Youth Insiders Podcast. All right, welcome to season number two of the Deseret News Youth Insiders podcast. Dirk Facer here with Jody Guinnessy, Mike Sorensen, and our special guest, the retiring rock monster, Brad Rock. Brad, first word, how are you? I am good. Yeah, I got nothing but time. Not a lot of time. Now, guys, uh, training camp is over. The youths are getting ready for the opener against BYU. Uh, Jody, what were your impressions of camp? Did you come away with anything? I think the one thing that caught me uh, being prevalent was the fact that there's a lot of confidence up at the U, a quiet confidence. Right, and and I'd almost say that it wasn't necessarily quiet because – I was surprised that uh, Kyle Whittingham the other day when he was asked about them being ranked 14th, which is the highest ranking ever for the Utes this early. He said, hey, I like it. And usually he, you know, he poo-poos those things and doesn't want to talk about it. But he acknowledged that we are, we're good and other people see that we're good. And I like that. And once the season starts, obviously that's in the rearview mirror. But I like that he, you know, he, he acknowledged that they're a good team. And I think that they're really confident coming into this first game against BYU. Well, you know, and talking to some of the guys like Brad and I, they say, you know, we're not the underdogs anymore. The Utes are now the team with the target on their back. Pac-12 favorites. Yeah, and that, Mike, did you sense uh, going up to camp anything different this year? I mean, for once, they're not the uh, the underdog. They're the yeah, there favorite. wasn't much talk this year. I mean, you know, they're, I hate to say use the word boring, but it just seemed like every day it was that uh, we had a great practice. Everything's going great. We're confident. The players are doing well. And no one really, there was no, no injuries to talk about. You can't do that, of course. But, um, you know, I think it was just kind of a, just kind of went along. Nothing really exciting happened. And you just, you saw that confidence they have. And I think that's kind of, you know, what the youth is going to be about this year. Brad, what do you think? Yeah, I was talking to one of the players yesterday or the practice before that. And, and he, and he said, you know, the guys that we have in here, the people we bring in are people whose bodies fit the positions and, and they recruit to positions now instead of going out and saying, uh, let's get the best uh, play we, player we can find and, and try to fit him into a position. And I think that's a, that's a big factor for them in the Pac-12 now. They get guys, they have 6'2 guys and 6'3 guys uh, playing these skill positions. And, uh, but, you know, that's, that's just improved over the years. Hey, let's discuss uh, the most pleasant surprise, a guy that came out of nowhere or just perhaps somebody that's filling in. You know, there's a lot of holes the Utes had this year. Obviously, they had some holes on the offensive line. A linebacker with Manny Bowen retiring right before camp began. I'm kind of saying maybe not the most pleasant surprise, but Devin Lloyd's kind of moved into that uh, other linebacker position, and they're very confident about him uh, playing with Francis Bernard. Uh, Mike, do you have any thoughts on the Pleasant Surprise? Yeah, I think you'd say Jordan Wilmore. You know, it seemed like every time the coach was talking about things, he'd always bring him up. He's a freshman running back. He's highly recruited. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's the backup to Moss. You know, we don't know that for sure. But certainly the way they talk about him, they've been very impressed with the kid. And he was a high re, highly recruited kid. And he looks the part, too. And he does, yeah. Person. He's very he's similar to Moss. He's way he's a built. freshman. Yeah. Yeah. He's a freshman, but he doesn't look like one. So if, if, you know, if Moss isn't able to be full strength, I think they feel confident have him plus two or three other guys coming back so he's one I would say is the most pleasant surprise what about you Jody any thoughts on that well I mean I wish that we would have been able to see some some of the practice so we could actually determine in our own eyes and and opinion who the the surprise was but to me the biggest surprise 
of of camp and maybe not the biggest but because i think the manny the manny thing was was hugely surprising uh, the way they reacted to that was hey next guy up you know next next man up that i like that attitude that they have that shows that confidence and and that depth but to see a freshman come in and be named a captain ben lennon i, I just think that was that took me off guard i know he's an exception as a freshman being a you know a 24 year old and a former Australian rules football player so it's extenuating circumstances but that took me off guard a little bit and I I think he'll I think the players already look up to him yeah to be a freshman come in and be a captain that says a lot without even playing taking one one snap one snap Brad did you see any surprises up there guys that you think maybe yeah it wasn't really a surprise but when Manny Bowen left my first thought was they got to look around and then you know they said, Devin Lloyd, he, we got this guy. What struck me was wh- what I'm finding through these years is their second string guy is as good as the first string guy. He just doesn't have experience. Right. And Manny had experience, and so he was going to be the guy. But but just do the eyeball test on Devin Lloyd. Okay, who, there, there aren't many teams that would say, I'm going to pass on this guy. Yeah, he looks tough. Hey, just a reminder, folks, we have a new sponsor this year, Mr. Mac. We're glad to have him aboard. Uh, if you get a chance, you need a suit, head on over to Mr. Mac. Is Guys, this where I get to share some mission stories? Or? We'll, we'll save that for a special <laughs> Mr. Mac episode that we may have or may not have. Who knows? Guys, let's talk about the biggest question, Mark. Uh, you know, I think we addressed some of it, but kicking is still an issue. You know, they settled on a kicker, but uh, he hardly played at UCLA the last three years. And his pronunciation is always struggling. Mike, do you know how to say it? Yeah, I learned it. Andrew Strau. Strau. Rhymes with wow. Rhymes with wow. Uh, He won the job, a three-way race, and, uh, you know, relatively inexperienced at UCLA. But, uh, you know, he came and won the job, so he must be doing something right. And they said at one time his kicking percentage was higher than Matt Gay's in training camp at the same time. So it remains be seen he could be a good one mike do you think that's the biggest question mark is the kicking game or i think it is except you know i talked to keegan margraft who's the snapper and of course he's biased but he's he was very confident you know he kept saying stuff like oh we're not going to drop off at all these guys are great and you know so i I, obviously they're not going to be as good as I don't think as Matt Gay and Mitch Wisnowski were last year, but he said both of the, those kickers are looking very good. So who knows? Maybe they'll be good. But I, my, I think the biggest question mark, I think, is the offensive line. You know, they had two starters back, two and a half starters, I guess. One guy started half the games. And, um, you know, if you don't, if your line's at all flaky, you've got to, you know, you, you can't have a running game. You can't protect the quarterback. And so like, everything can go to pot. You can have a great quarterback and great receivers, great running back. But if your line is not very solid. So they say it is, you know, like same thing. You know, they're very positive. But I think that's a question mark. And if they have any drop-off at all, that could be a problem for the offense. Well, and it'd be nice if they could get Bam Olasini in there. Uh, get a six foot eight, three hundred and thirty-five pound guy in there. That certainly wouldn't hurt. And we'll have to keep an eye on that situation. He's not even in the, in the top eight, according to uh, Whittingham, the other day. So we'll see Something if he tells makes it me, up. As soon as he's eligible, I have a feeling we'll see him on the field. <laughs> right. What does he have? Like an eighty-eight inch? Of, uh, it's almost wingspan. as big as Rudy yeah. Gobert's. I think he was eighty-nine, and Rudy has a ninety-three. So it's close. And. Uh, they would love to have that guy, but obviously they got to get him in shape and do a few other things uh, once he gets cleared. Brad, what's your uh, what's your biggest question mark for the Utes? Yeah, well, I, you know, obviously position groups. That that line is an interesting thing, and uh, and the special teams. But individually, I'm still interested to see what happens with Britton Covey, whether he comes back full speed. He's the he's really the spirit of the team. And if Britton if Britton isn't a hundred percent, or if he gets hurt early. 
uh, I think that takes just a, a lot away from those teams. So just on an individual basis, that's the, the one guy I'm saying I'm really interested to see if it's the same guy we're used to seeing. Right. Well, you know, both years he's played for the Utes, he's led them in receptions, and you know, got some up-and-coming guys like Jalen Dixon in that. It'll be interesting to see if he's still is the top receiver, and he's got to stay healthy. I mean, those, both Washington games last year, he got bent around like a pretzel. He's a tough kid, but how many hits can he take, you know? Jody, what's your thought? Yeah, I think I'm going to go to the kicking game as well. I mean, that's such an iffy for so many programs. What, you know, even extra points can be an adventure at the college ranks, but uh, and it was just so automatic with Matt Gay and, and Wisnowski. You know, they've just had such a tradition there. But I think they're in a good position. Uh, one of the interesting things that I was talking to – uh, Strau about I don't know if we have to you know say Strau wow like Strau or there's some German way Strau wow is kind of fun to say <laughs> Strau wow I was talking to him a little bit the other day and he's a lefty and so Ben Lennon had to learn how to hold for a lefty and and he said that they it was a little bit sketchy there for a little bit but the last week and a half of camp those two really kind of bonded and his kicking uh, just improved leaps and bounds and the confidence in that kicking game he said he can kick up to 55 yards feeling pretty confidently so that's I mean you, you got to like that uh, so I, I thought it was interesting I think he has a really good attitude he said that obviously he's replacing a legend but he's not Matt Gay and he's a different guy and and he's not gonna uh, try to be the next Matt Gay he's gonna be the next Andrew Strau and he was also complimentary of the other guys saying that uh, you know he does doesn't feel like he necessarily separated himself but his delivery was smoother than it was so I think that's a question mark but I, I would feel good going into the season with that question that's a pretty good replacements uh, to have there I think good uh, guys what about an X factor for the youth this season Brad do you see anybody as the X factor you know I think uh, I think the ability to move the ball they were scary at the end of last year they you know they scored two touchdowns in the last two games um, whether they move we know what their defense is so moving the ball uh, you know that's not an individual player I think Jalen Dixon is is you know could be have a breakout year so um, he would be really important but but as a group I think we I think this jury is still a little bit out on Utah's offense you know I, as X Factor I kind of look at uh, Julian Blackman's move to safety you know because Utah lost both their safeties last year to graduation so he'd be a guy to keep an eye on uh, how he adapts to that and having Jalen Dixon at corner and uh, Julian Blackman at safety I think Utah's secondary may even be stronger than it was a year ago That'd be interesting. Uh, Jody, what's your thoughts? Um, I like that they have uh, – I mean, he's the quarterback, so I don't know if you can consider him a, an X factor, but I, I think that they should feel really good having Tyler Huntley back and just more experience. He's a good leader, second year as a captain. Uh, I like his versatility, I, the command of the offense. They obviously have a, a new – old offensive coordinator back but I think that uh, he could really have a terrific year and and this state gosh talk about great quarterback play in, in the state between him and uh, up at Utah State and at BYU it should be really fun to watch. Should we get Mike what do you think X Factor? Yeah, I'm going to go with the health of the team. You know, injuries like just killed them at the end of last year. You lose, you know, Huntley and Moss and Covey, and uh, and you coming into this year, Moss and Covey are both, you know, kind of questionable. You know, you don't know how healthy they are, and if those three go down, you know, they have they're deep. They have a lot of people to back them up. 
But if they, you know, I think it could be the difference between a great season and just a good season if they have significant injuries like they had last year. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think my, um, Brad had a good point there with the offense. You know, Andy Ludwig could be the X factor. You know, how Utah's offense can get back to where it was in the Sugar Bowl year, they'll be okay. But uh, like you said, scoring three points in the Pac 12 championship game obviously wasn't near enough to get it done. I guess it was near for that fluky touchdown, but they would have put 21 points on the board. They would have won the game, so or even 14 for that matter. So get that. Hey, guys, it's the sale Mr. Mac customers wait for. Buy one suit at $299 and get the second suit for just a dollar. That's right. Buy one suit for $299 and get another one for a dollar, Brad Rock. Line me up. I want the silk tie as well. You got it. Mr. Mack will be breaking this ad on TV September 1st. However, for anyone listening to this podcast today, they can head to the stores and get it right now. Beat the rush and get the best selection. Mr. Mack, buy one suit at two ninety nine, get a second for a dollar. Mr. Mack, free alterations with on-site tailor shops in all nine stores. Will you be there, Joe? Uh, yeah, and I appreciate you spending the two ninety nine for a suit for you and uh, letting me buy the $1 one. For a dollar? <laughs> Let's flip that. I'm more poor than you are, aren't I? We're all poor. We're all we? rich in spirit. That's true. Okay. Well, not like the retirees here. You know, we're still working, huh, John? Every day, slaving we, away. We might be retired after this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> hey guys, let's let's jump. Mike, you kind of alluded to this. Um, Zach Moss. You think he's going to play in the opener? You know. Uh, I don't know. I think, but I think it's okay if he doesn't. Nothing against BYU or Idaho State or Northern Illinois. They might, if he's any questionable, they might say, we've got three other good running backs. You know, we're going to go with Wilmore and Devonta Henry Cole and Devin Brumfield are all good players. So if there's any question at all, they might say, let's just hold him off. But, um, you know, he had it. We've seen him. I mean, we're not supposed to say it. We've seen him with a cast on his hand. And I mean, obviously, you know, he has a problem. And whether he can play with some sort of wrap, who knows? You know, that ball carriers probably more than anyone else shouldn't have a, a problem with their hands because they, they don't want to fumble. Right. But, uh, Lock and load. So, you know, it is, and it will have been almost four weeks. So I think there's a chance. But I think if they don't have him, it won't be the end of the world for them. They still have a lot of other players who can fill in. Brad, you're talking about Britton Covey a little bit. And uh, even yesterday, I, there's, I did a story on Britton Covey in the DeseretNews.com, one of our other favorite sponsors. Uh, check that out for the latest Ute coverage. But Britton Covey, um, yesterday, someone asked him if he's going to play, and he said he was optimistic about playing in the BYU game, but he declined additional comment. Earlier in the week, he told me that, you know, in, in the summer, we did a story on him, and he was gearing up. He's never played a game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, even though he's gone to BYU games his whole life, and this is his last chance. He's a junior. You think he's going to play? Or, you know, and he acknowledged that there was, was talk about having, you know, having him sit out until the USC game, miss, you know, miss the non conference games. Do you think Zach Moss and Britton Covey should be rested? for three weeks or should they get going? I don't think they want to mess around with them. I think Witt wants to beat BYU, but he's made it no secret through the years that, you know, the conference is what matters. And this is a year he can go to the Rose Bowl. And uh, if you if you don't play in that BYU game, then you've got a couple weeks where you're not going to need those guys. Why take the chance? I, I, I very easily could see neither of those guys playing against BYU. What about you, Jody? Do you see the wisdom in, in having them sit out? Or do you think uh, after going through training camp and stuff that sitting them for three weeks was harmful? Um, 
My gosh, it's a catch-22 situation. They've shown in the last year, obviously, that they can succeed and and do really well with their backups. And so, uh, yeah, I don't think you should risk further injury for Zach Moss. And there's some speculation about what type. I had somebody tell me that he had a certain type of cast, which shows that, like, the fourth or fifth metacarpal is broken. And all this, you hear all these different rumors and stuff. We don't know exactly the extent of the injury. But if he can play, I think he should. I mean, I think it's a little bit – I think the the Utes are so close and, and positioned. Yeah, Rose Bowl has got to be one of the goals. But, I, I mean, if things go right, this could be a year that's above the Rose Bowl, like a really special year. And so I think, you know, yeah, the Pac-12 is important, but I think these first three games are equally important. So if he can play, he should. Guys, there's been a lot of talk on the walk-ons and the scholarships, the fun ways they've been inviting or letting – recruits know about their scholarships with navy and pizza delivery and a trainer mom dresses trainer do you like this stuff jody you think oh my it's good? gosh you know what it reminds me of is asking girls out to dances when you're in high school like kyle whittingham must have been the best uh, you went to dances did you well uh, my uh, my friends <laughs> <Wow>. were asked <laughs> yeah i mean you got the uh, uh the box of alphabets and you had to decode the special message i remember one where i, I got a girl a, a fish bowl and a, and a goldfish and said out of all the fish in the sea will you go to junior prom with me or something i don't know something dumb like that but it's i think it's fun i think it's it's and and wit has been asked about it a few times and you can tell that he he digs this he sees these guys busting their butts every day for two three four years and now is the time where he gets to kind of pay them back right and so i think to add the little uh, element of drama to it is re- i think it's really fun to me it's been uh one of the best parts of camp you know you, you brought up a bad memory in my life uh, there was a time i asked a girl to dance and i got a jar of jelly and uh, some bread on my door and said uh, some notes some stupid thing like i'm in a jam and i don't know what to do but i can't go to the dance <laughs> And that that jam was smashed in the middle of 13th East by my house, so I was not happy. I had a bad luck that year. I think I asked several times and swung, swung, swung. You're out. So thanks for bringing that up, Jody. Yeah, you brought that in memory. Yeah, what well, do you, Brad you were Mike? a walk-on to the, the dance. I'm still a walk-on, yeah. I'm a loner. we got a single here. <laughs> Brad, what do you think of these uh, cute little ways to offer scholarships? I, I, I'm completely award. against it. I think they're silly, but not only that, you reward the players, but you know what? They did it for Ali Nianamatololo. His dad makes $2.1 million a year. So if you want to pile on and dogpile and jump on people for getting a scholarship, if they came from humble circumstances, I'm pretty happy for them, but they can pay that tuition, so I don't know what the celebration is about. And I'm not dog. He's a good kid. He's a really good kid. I just don't. You I know don't how expensive it. it is to live in Maryland? Do you have any idea? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not like living in uh, beautiful Salt Lake City. That's, That's why <laughs> Niamh Lolo, the coach, wanted to. He was excited. <laughs> yeah, I'll celebrate. I'll help. I don't have to pay out of state tuition anymore. Mike, you like it? I'm not a negative Nelly like the rock monster. I, <laughs> you know, I think that, uh, you know, we used to see it all the time. We'd go to practice and they'd be have a big, you know, huddle of people in the middle of the field and also there'd be these chairs and they'd just kind of like announce it, you know. And I think, you know, in these days of social media, it's kind of a cool way to do it and to share it with the public. So I like it. And every time they did it, it went viral. All three of them ended up on national websites. It's kind of feeding the hype machine and now people, Utah's on their radar. That's part of the game. I mean, yeah, it really social is. Media is really, it's yeah. part of the Heisman race. Pile on when they score a touchdown. That's a, you know, pile on when they win the Rose Bowl. Somebody, Somebody needs Brad to Rock. retire. <laughs> he got uh, a jar of jelly as well. I think. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, guys, it's uh, 
It's that time. I'm Tom Barberry, and it's time for Utah by Five. All right. Thank you, Tom Barberry. It's always good to hear your voice. Uh, we've kind of altered our Utah by Five segment this year. Jody is the editor of a newsletter that comes out every week and usually has five points, a little Utah by Five action. Yeah, I'm excited about this. Uh, every week, every Wednesday, we're doing the Ute Insider uh, newsletter. The first edition came out last week. The second edition came out this week. And I thought it would be fun to uh, carry on that Utah by Five tradition. So each week, we're going to pick a topic and then split it up into five different little sub-segments. Or the first week, I just kind of picked five things uh, that were of interest for Ute fans. And, and here are those five. Number one was Yogi Roth, the Pac-12 announcer. Boy, did he give some glowing uh, praise to the Utes on the Jim Rome show. Just to quote him, he said, they're as real of a team as I've seen in a really long time. They look the part to Alabama size-wise. They look the part to Clemson speed-wise. He also compared them to Ohio State. So some pretty high praise by Yogi Roth. So I think he won't be paying for a mill in Utah anytime soon. Uh, the second item I thought this was interesting the Utes end up number 14 in the AP poll they're 15th in the coaches poll but San Jose San Jose Mercury News staffer uh, John Wilner picked them number six so they're only five you know they're five heartbeats away from being uh, the number one team in the nation which is just is Kind of uh, really exciting for the Utes. Uh, the third item is the weirdest development of camp, being senior linebacker Manny Bowen bowing out. And that was a, a strange situation right before camp started. You could tell by Witt's uh, reaction and Morgan Scally that they were just blindsided. They had no clue that was going to happen. Luckily, they have some some good uh, linebackers in the stable. But I went and I, you guys had written about Manny and his Twitter uh, feed. Uh, Brad did a nice column about it and uh, I went and, and I wanted to look at some of the, the Twitter the tweets and maybe he was going to give an update and his account has been deactivated uh, so some extra drama too well the business opportunities are obviously <laughs> taking too much of his time for social media somebody should have told him that Utahns will buy essential oil after the football season but that's another <laughs> anytime any day <laughs> the fourth segment um, and this was a little bit silly but came out of uh, Pac-12 Media Days Bradley and I was quoted on Twitter by a USC blogger saying there's there's nothing worse than playing in front of 60,000 sober white people in regards to uh, wow. <laughs> to BYU. Um, and I would say playing in front of nobody would be probably worse. But So that kind of made the rounds on Twitter, and, and some BYU fans were up in arms, of course. And, and uh, But if you dug into it a little bit deeper – the whole story was not fully told, and uh, that tweet really kind of went viral. But Anai said, but all jokes aside, it is a cool environment. I mean, he has ties to BYU, you know, so he's not going to say something completely stupid. Uh, he, but he said Lavelle Edwards Stadium has a lot of history. My coach, Kyle, played there. My dad played there. It's a big place, and the energy is there is different. It's a fun place for an away game. So, But that was still kind of a funny quote. <laughs> he is, and he's a big boy. He can back up what he says. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll take all the funny quotes we can get. And the fifth one was Fox Sports reporter Bruce Feldman. He's another national writer who's unabashedly on the Utah bandwagon. And during an interview on the Herd with Colin Cowherd. Colin asked for a college sleeper, and uh, guess where this is going? Feldman said, I don't know if they're much of a sleeper anymore, but I'm going to say Utah. So anytime you turned on national radio or you read a national uh, college writer, you'll see or hear the Utes mentioned, whether it's a favorite for the, the playoff spots or a potential uh, team that could go there. And you saw that they got equal uh, in the Pac-12 polls. You know, the coaches are really 
and the media has really, uh, really given them a lot of love this preseason. So that's kind of fun. So that's the first Utah by five. Stay tuned for more. All right. Appreciate it, Jody. Uh, and our final words today, I thought it'd be fun just to kind of go around and uh, let's get a, a prediction on Utah's final record this year. I'll come out of the shoot and say 10 and two, Jody. Boy, I, I think the, I, I'm going to go 11 and two. You're, you're counting the Pac-12 championship. Yes. Is a W or an L? I, I think they're going to win it. All right. Mike? I, a regular season, I'd say 10-2 and two also. In fact, I had to do that for this little thing for the paper on Sunday. and That I pawned off. So yeah, I, yeah, we pawned off back and forth. I'm sticking to it. Rock Monster? You know, I had that in my mind, too, was 10-2. and two. I really did. And, uh, and, I, and I think there's going to be, uh, you know, uh, they'll have trouble with Washington. And then they're going to lose to Washington State or they're going to lose to Arizona State because that's, uh, that's how it happens. And so I think, yeah. I think that USC game could be dangerous, too, because USC obviously has talent. The game will be played in Los Angeles, and it could be, you know, and Utah will be coming off a big, uh, heart-wrenching, emotional battle with Idaho State the week before. So who knows? Don't overlook those Bengals. Yeah, who knows what's left. But, hey, before we leave uh, today, uh, colleague Brad Rock here is retiring after the Utah-BYU game. And, Brad, um, we've all been on the road together at various functions and that. you have a memory of Utah football that, uh, as you retire, that you think back a trip maybe or a game that stands out? Yeah, I mean the the last time I set foot in Wyoming, and uh, you and I were there, Dirk, and that took and us. Jody tw- was with and us. Jody was there. It took us twenty two hours to get home. <laughs> uh, and thanks, Jody, for making us wait there for your uh, for your our story on was, that. So our we boss didn't get was saving money time. and made us drive. Yeah, that, that was scary. I mean, uh, the jackknife trucks. Uh, so yeah, it had nothing nothing really to do with the game. I did go up in I did go up in Wyoming and cover a game that I never saw. I got sick, didn't get to the game, was going to watch on TV, fell asleep, woke up, the game was over. Well, that, that best game story you ever wrote. Right? Yeah, <laughs> won a couple of awards on it. That trip in the snow though was very memorable. I remember the we stopped at we that bar and <laughs> you were petting a. A pit bull. I thought he was going to bite your hand off, and it was, it was snowing. We were stuck on the freeway. It was snowing sideways. It was crazy, and and I like to think I took a leadership role and kept you boys calm. And <laughs> I was behind the wheel, Basically believe it or saved not. Saved our lives. I tried best I could. We made it, right? Yes. And I even negotiated a deal first to get a little shut eye at the Little America on the way home, and uh, with all the oil workers and. It was, it was not, we weren't sleeping with the oil workers. They were in the hotel. Let me clear that up. But it was a busy place, and they they took four of us uh, people that were drifters on the road that needed to get a little set-eye. So appreciate that, Brad. Good luck to you in retirement. Uh, Brad's going to join us for our next podcast, which we're grateful for. And, again, uh, thanks for listening, guys.